This is Katie, and welcome to Episode 8 of Veteran Entrepreneur Talks. Each week, we bring you the story of an entrepreneur who successfully made the transition from military service to building a business. This podcast is powered by the Veteran-Owned Collective, a private community for veteran entrepreneurs. Head over to VeteranOwnedCollective.com for more info. In this episode, we talk with Marine Corps veteran Lisa Bodenberg, owner of Liberty Fitness. She's an elite athlete, motivational fitness coach, and nutritionist. We talk about how she turned a lifelong passion for fitness into a purposeful, mission-driven business, the importance of niching down and speaking directly to your ideal customer, and why you should start listening to other people who see potential in you. For show notes, go to veteranownedcollective.com backslash podcast. Let's get started. Joining me today from Los Angeles, California is our guest, Lisa Bodenberg. Uh, Lisa, welcome to Veteran Entrepreneur Talks. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to, to chat with you. Um, I'd love for you to get started by telling us a little bit about your time in the military. Yeah, sure. I, um, I'm a United States Marine. I was active duty for five years. Uh, I'm a Huey door gunner. I had to get off active duty um, a while back and dropped into the IRR and was out being a civilian. And then I ended up you know, by the grace of God, being able to go back in as a reservist. Um, and I'm now I'm back with a reserve squadron at HMLA 773, the Red Dogs. I'm um, back flying, being a crew chief and, you know, kicking ass and taking names again. After you missed it, huh? Oh, absolutely. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> well, especially with your job, it's a little more exciting. I, I was on the ground trucking around, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely love it. Very, very grateful. And, uh, you know, to be back, not only because the job's awesome, but, you know, the Marines, you know, definitely, as you know, you, you step away and, and, and you miss the Marines more than anything, as much as you hate them when you're in. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what I was going to say. You don't realize it until you're gone. You're like, wait a minute, that was actually pretty great. Okay, so, so you get out of the military in, uh, in which year? Oof. Um, Off active duty, I should say. So I, I believe it was January of 2011. Okay. I got off active, my active duty. It was five uh, after five years. Okay. And what was your first stop after that career-wise? What did you do first? Well, I actually, um, I, was, I had gotten back from Afghanistan sometime in, in 2010, I believe. On, like the end of 09, 2010. I apologize. My memory is real bad. Um, we'll, we'll get into that another time. But um, yeah, so I, I started bartending because I just needed something to get away. I needed some, like some sort of disconnect where I didn't have to, I guess, use my brain and it was just mindless work. So I started bartending. Um, I fell into that kind of full time as I got out of the Marine Corps, um, just to have something to make, make some money. And then, um, that's when I started to figure out where I wanted to go to school and get another degree. Cause I had already had, um, a degree going into the Marine Corps, but I just wanted to, you know, use my GI bill in order to give me that, I guess, financial, financial padding and a direction to go to, because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I just felt like that was the only thing I was supposed to do. So I just kind of did it. Yeah. I think a lot of people that get out, I mean, we get surprised by everyone. It's kind of tends to sneak up on people and then you don't exactly know what to do. And so a lot of people, myself included, ended up going to school as kind of a a transition point. So I, I definitely understand that feeling. Okay. So you, so you're bartending, taking some additional classes, it sounds like. And then, um, tell us a little bit about how you got started in your current 
business? I mean, where did you get the idea from to go into business for yourself? It's, it's, I think it's funny because for years people had been telling me you should run a business, you should run a business. And I always laughed at them. I always said, no, that'll never be me. I'll never, I'll never run a business. And my excuse was always, I'm really bad at math. So, you know, here I am, you know, years later and I, and I have a company and I just think it's just, just funny the way things work out where other people see things in you that sometimes you don't want to believe, um, in yourself, but, um, it it was really just kind of the way the stars unfolded for me. I did a lot of hopping around uh, with, after, after graduating, I, d- I had many careers. So I, I used the security clearance I had in the Marine Corps and then elevated that to a much higher security clearance and got used that to get my foot in the door um, and worked for a three-letter agency. Um, and then I did that for quite some time and I, I made really, really good money and incredible benefits but I was miserable. Um, I, I finally just, I realized, you know, one day I'm walking to my car and it was probably the second time that week that I would just walk to my car just to cry just because I was so miserable. And it wasn't the people. I had an incredible company. I had incredible employees. You know, everyone was wonderful. I was just not fulfilling a purpose. And it was a desk job for me. And especially it was a desk job in a basement with no windows. And that's just not who I am. And that just ate away at my soul. And so, and I just couldn't take it anymore. I, I walked into my boss's office and I, and he just could tell by the look on my face. And so he tried everything in his power to get me to stay. And I, and I said, I would stay until they were, you know, on their feet and they had the proper resources and somebody to replace me. Um, cause I wasn't going to just leave them high and dry. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had to, for my own happiness. I had to, I had to move on and I didn't know what was next. I was always into fitness. I even very, very young before I ever joined the Marine Corps, I was the one that was going to the recruiting station and I was running different events, helping the poolies get in shape for boot camp. I mean, so, so since I can remember, I was always physical fitness has always been a foundation for me and always a source of I guess, comfort and security when things in life don't seem to go right. You can always fall back on your fitness or just go to the gym and kind of get a good workout in. Mm-hmm. So from there, I, I, I ended up quitting that job and I was going to a gym where one of the trainers there, I was just chatting with and I told him what I had done and he just stopped and his eyes lit up and he was like, Lisa, I'd love to have you on my team. I said, okay, wow, great. I said, I've never... I'm not certified. I I don't know. He's like, you know, more than most of my trainers know. (laughs) So he took a chance on me, um, taught me a lot, a great deal. We're still good friends to this day. I ended up flying through the certifications and then I just became obsessed with, um, you know, the different levels of courses I could take and nutrition. And I got into the physical fitness and personal training business. And the more I got into that, the more I realized that I didn't want to work for a company where I couldn't call the shots. It was, it was difficult to, to see certain people sign up and then not be able to get out of it. And then they were stuck in a contract and then life changes. And and that's just not who I am. And I wanted to be able to have control of that and to truly help people no matter where they are. So from there, I, I ended up, you know, doing very, very well. I got promoted extremely fast through the ranks of that, that industry and becoming the number one salesman 
in the company um, for like many, I guess they did them in, I believe they did them quarterly. So for many quarters in a row. Um, so it came naturally to me, someone who'd never, never done sales, never known anything about running a business. And, and here I am a manager of an entire division and, and leading the company. So I, I decided that was, that was a good experience, but it was a stepping stone for me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided I needed to go out on my own and create a business that has the same passion that I have about fitness and nutrition and helping people, but truly putting the customer first and serving them at many different levels because everyone's at a different level in their fitness. And, you know, there's a lot of people that come to come to fitness for emotional reasons. And a lot of people that come to fitness for physical reasons. And I wanted to be able to help both. And I wanted to do it with integrity and do it the right way. So I, with, with zero experience, with no, no other reason other than wanting to fill a need and to fill a gap, I just jumped in and I started my own company. <laughs> that's, that's so awesome. And, you know, I was just talking to someone else who, who gave the advice that along the lines of, you know, learn on someone else's dime, get, get the experience, go through the hard stuff at another company and see how they do things before you jump and build your own company. So I wonder if, if you feel that that was the right move for you, as opposed to just starting something with no experience and no framework. Uh, do you feel like that was a critical first step for you? Or do you think it would have been better if you just jumped in on your own? Well, I think, you know, for me personally, the way it happened, absolutely grateful for the way it happened because I didn't have the intention of going to these companies and I've worked for several gyms and I, I, that wasn't my intention to go there and learn from them Mm -hmm. and then start my own business. It's just kind of how it unfolded. Mm -hmm. And I would not know half the things that I know now about my business and about my, my style of company and my niche, if it wasn't for them, you know, and, and the people that I learned from, they have been doing this for so many years and they have, you know, triple the amount of experience that I have. So absolutely. I think if that's, if that, if you're doing it the right way, if you're not only there to learn on someone else's dime, but you're also there to add value to that company and be the best employee that you can be for them during that time, then absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, yeah, there's, there's a lot to learn from, from, from the companies that you can that you can take and add to your own, your own, your own company. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. So you started your, your business, Liberty, Liberty fitness in, uh, 2017, um, 2018, 2018. Okay. So what you give us like a high level overview? What, uh, tell us about your business. Well, um, it's, it started off just basically wanting to be a personal trainer for people. But I just, like I said, I I saw that need of wanting to help people no matter where they are. And I'm extremely passionate about things that I've been through in my life and how um, physical fitness and nutrition have helped me get through depression and helped me get through a lot of different steps in my life. And so I wanted to combine those two. And that's where Liberty Fitness started, started, started to form. Um, So I use physical fitness and nutrition as a means to help others accomplish their goals, no matter what they are, because I truly believe that physical fitness and nutrition are the foundation of building a good individual. And if you, if you're not a good person, if you're not a good individual and a whole person yourself, you can't be the best employee. You can't be the best employer. 
You can't be the best leader, Marine, husband, wife, father, friend, etc. The list goes on and on. You have to make yourself a whole complete person first. And that starts with getting yourself healthy. Mm-hmm. So um, th- that's, that's the goal of, of Liberty Fitness is to help coach others. I, I call it elite performance coaching because we're not just trying to make our biceps big. We're really trying to dive in and create a foundation where we're bringing ourselves to the next level. And now the productivity and the energy that we create is now being able to, you know, bleed through us and spread throughout our employees and, and, and helping so many other people just level up, just bring themselves to that next level because you've taken the time to now bring yourself up to that level. Right. And I think that that whole person uh, thing really resonates with me, especially like the older we get and you realize, you know, just plowing through and putting your head down and uh, working hard is not enough. You have to work on yourself. You have to think about the value you bring to other people and, and how you react in different situations, personal, professional, all these things. Um, and there's so many things that go into that. And I, 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 I totally hear what you're saying when it comes to, you know, really working on yourself at the base level and, and paying attention to your whole person. Um, so how, how exactly is your business structured? Do you have one-on-one clients? Do you do online training sessions? What, what does your business look like uh, in terms of structure? So I have, I, I've learned that the best possible way for me to reach people that need, need my help are have, having different programs. So I have three different programs. Um, I have um, an, uh, an online course for that motivator, that go-getter that wants to take what I have to teach them. It's a six-week course that they can you know, run themselves through and, and level up on their own. Then I have a middle package, which is my gold package, um, where I'm going to be doing the work for you. So that's, that's personalized one-on-one coaching where I'm writing your meal plans, I'm writing your workouts for you. Um, I'm just so excited. I just recently included, um, a retreat with this. So it, it's included in your package. So not only cool. because my business is online, I noticed my clients, they really, they want me in person. They, they want that in-person experience. So I included that now. So they get to come on a retreat. Um, I run them quarterly and they get to come on one, one throughout the year where they're now meeting at an incredible location, you know, these beautiful, gorgeous homes. Um, and it includes that in-person training and mindset and morning workouts and teaching you how to cook and meal prep. And we have a chef come in, et cetera. Um, and then I also have a, a top level program, you know, it's, it's my platinum level program. So somebody who they, they want me in person, they want me to fly to them and I'll, I'll put them no matter where they are, I'll fly to them. I'll put them through a three day intensive course. I will take, teach them how to grocery shop, how to meal prep, how to cook. I'll go through their pantry with them, teaching them all about food. Cause it's a lifestyle change. So, um, putting them through that three day course and then leaving them with the tools that they, that are necessary for them to change their lives. Because like I said, this isn't a quick fix. This isn't a, I'm not the company that people come to because they want to look good for, you know, for, for bikini season. That's great. But we're, I'm, I'm focusing on long-term, you know? Um, so having those three options, which is not what I originally had, I just had one option here. I am, what do you need from me? And I was the one that was kind of changing towards my customer, depending on who they were. And now that I've been in this for a while, recognizing that I am the expert and they are looking to me for that leadership. So I'm not going to change based off of them. I need them to, to change based off of what I offer. And if not, then you're not my ideal client. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I want to talk a little bit about that. Tell me, tell me more about how you settled on the options that you have, that you just described, like what the trial and error process looked like. Like, how did you actually get to that defined set of, of options? Oh yeah. It wasn't easy. It wasn't just, you know, running, running out of the gates that, that I knew I was going to have three options. It was, it was tough. I was at first just trying to make money. And I think many entrepreneurs do this. You know, the first thing is, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Sure. Oh yeah. You want a discount? Absolutely. Oh, 50% off. I'll work for a hundred bucks. You know, you're just trying to do anything to, to get some sort of, some sort of income and some sort of purpose. You know, like, oh, I, I helped someone, I got a client because just that feeling of getting, getting a client, it really doesn't even matter how much that client paid you that, that feeling and that excitement and that, that fire that you feel, you're like, yes, I got this. I can do this. You know, that, that fires you to the next and the next and the next and so on. But, um, you have to understand what you're worth. Mm -hmm. You have to understand what your product is worth and, and your time and your value. And until you really can wrap your head around saying no to the people who are really just trying to use you and they're just trying to find out the answer before they have to pay, you know, even you and I are guilty of that. Have you ever watched an infomercial or uh, a training or seen one of those, you know, those funnels online where you're going to put in a fake email address and try to get to the end because you want to try to see if you can oh, yeah. the answer without actually paying or, you know, or, or joining the course. Yeah. We're all, we're all kind of guilty of that. So you got to understand kind of the psychology of how your, your customers and your clients are, 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 you know, how that works. Right. So and I think it took a while. I think what you said about also knowing, you know, when someone's not your customer, I think that's really important. I, I have a, a consulting practice and, and, and I, I love early stage companies. Like that's where I want to focus. And, um, for a variety of reasons, sometimes those people are not ready to implement the types of things that I'm working on, or they can't pay me what I know that I'm worth, et cetera. So I've gone through this cycle over the last year or so of, of really saying, you know, this person, even though I love working with them, like for my business, it doesn't work. And I can only take a percentage of those clients as, as my customer base. And, and so sometimes that's a tough exercise because you might want to focus on people, but you, you still have to make, you have a business to run, right? Like you can set aside a portion of your time to help folks. Maybe they can't pay as much, but at, you know, at a high level, you have to be selling something people want for a price that, uh, you know, they're willing to pay, right? So that's kind of, um, that's an ongoing process and, I, and your ideal customer may change over time, but having a clear understanding of who that is target helps target all your efforts and it helps you say no, like you said earlier, which is so important, I think, especially when you're working by yourself or just getting started because there's a million priorities, right? So saying no is important. Um, Absolutely. I agree. Um, so tell me a little bit about, uh, just, you don't have to share specifics about prices, but how did you, how did you get to setting the prices that you set and understanding what it was that these people will, will pay and what your services might be worth? Yeah, that's what so, people struggle with. Yeah. So I just said research, you know, in, in my, my business, my field is extremely popular. You know, there's a dime a dozen you know, personal trainers out there or the next weight loss fad or things like that. So very easy for me to do my research, but then now how can I stand out? How can I show people that I'm different? You know, that, like I said, I'm not just here for you to waste your money on your time and not get results that you want. So coming up with a price point for me was based off of research of what am I offering on 
you know, level one, two, and three? What am I offering on silver, gold, and platinum? And what is the difference between the two? I would say the biggest difference is my time. You know, my silver program, that, that video led course, there was a, there's a lot of information in there and anyone can take that course and be successful. They can lose weight. I have the clients to the, and the testimonials and the pictures, the before and after pictures to prove it. You know, anyone can do it. I know the value of that program, but why it's priced the way it is, is because I'm now hands off, you know, that the work is done. So just being able to share that with people who are ready to use that. Yeah. I, my time is no longer attached to that. Does it come? It it comes with support. You know, if you need help, of course, reach out. I'm always here. And I always say that at the end of every live shoot that I do, every Instagram, every Facebook, every, everything, I always end by telling people, reach out to me. Uh I am here. I'm real. And I'm here to serve you, you know, because I feel like anything online, people are always like, oh yeah, yeah. But I would never even get a chance to talk to her or him or whomever. Um, but I always make that very clear. And then again, going up to my, my, my second and third level programs, it's, it's how much time, you know, so the, the mid-level program, I am doing all the work for you. I'm making it easy. And I'm just, I'm here telling you exactly what to do, when to do it, how to do it and coaching you through it because accountability is the biggest piece for my business. You know, anyone can go stand in a gym and stand next to you and say, okay, four five, six, but that actually happen, Right. Yeah. All the time. So being, being someone who's going to coach you through that on days that you don't want to show up on days, you don't think you're good enough on days that you don't think that you deserve it or, or, or you can earn it, you know, truly helping people believe that they can tap into another portion of who they are because they don't yet see it. And that's the best part about being a coach which I, I'm getting off topic. So I, so obviously you can tell I'm super passionate about what I do, but, um, and then my third level, of course, n- now I'm not only am I doing, doing that work for you, but I'm, I'm in person. So I'm literally flying to you. I'm right. holding your hand. I am showing you one-on-one in person. So it's, it's the level of my time and my commitment of how I price my programs because okay. my time is valuable. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, the mistake a lot of people make when they're just getting started, and hey, I'm guilty of this as well, is is undervaluing that time, and also not taking into account that you know when you're actually doing the service is one thing, but you got to spend another ten or twenty hours maybe just getting that client. So pricing in the time that you spend on sales and marketing activities—that's something I skipped initially, which I had to go back and factor in. Um, but now I know. Hopefully, people who are listening can uh, avoid that same that same mistake. Um, I, I love talking to people like you who are so passionate about their business. I think when you have the intersection of something that you are so passionate about, that's also like mission driven, like you're helping other people. I think that's just like explosive in a good way. And so I, I love, I mean, you guys have so much more energy than someone, you know, selling toothbrushes or whatever. Maybe, maybe someone's passionate about toothbrushes. I don't know. They're probably a someone, but um, it's exciting for me to listen to. Um, okay. So, so are you, is your team, uh, just you, or do you have other people working with you right now? So for the very, for a very long time, um, it, it was just me and it mainly is still me. I'm, I'm very excited to say that I now have, um, an incredible assistant who is helping me with my retreats because she is just, she's incredible with 
the details and the planning and those things that I'm not so good with. Um, so I'm very, very grateful. She's a friend of mine who I saw, you know, what she's very good at. She was always the one planning vacations for all of our friend groups and just putting all kinds of things together, whether it was someone's birthday or our vacations or, um, just all kinds of planning and events coordination. And she's, she's so good at it. So, you know, having a conversation with her about bringing her on, but of course, paying her for her time. Right. And I'm, I'm very grateful to, to be able to say that I now have, have her also just because it's someone that I can bounce ideas off of, mm-hmm. you know, just being able to pick up the phone or send an email and say, what do you think? Because as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, you're lonely. You know, if you, if you're all by yourself, if you don't have a team, if it's just you, it's a lonely road. Yeah. So I, I did end up joining groups to help me through that. Um, and I, I highly recommend that. Absolutely. But as far as me and my team, it's me and I have, I have an assistant to help me with the retreats. <laughs> well, tell us which groups you've used and what's been helpful to you. So for me, I started off, um, if you look, I, my business is, is online, right? So a lot of Instagram, Facebook, social media, and I'm sure you've seen, there's plenty of coaches out there and they're looking to coach other coaches. So they're looking to coach other entrepreneurs to help them scale their business. So I started off small with a girl who was recommended to me by a friend and she helped me get my feet off the ground. She helped me write a business plan and set up a business bank account and get an LLC. Um, so the, the small details that needed to get done that were the paperwork side, again, that, that I'm not very good at, um, she helped coach me and it was a, it was a great way to get started. I reached out to friends who were successful entrepreneurs. Those people that used to tell me, Hey, you should run a business. I finally reached back out to them. Um, for veterans, especially I reached out, there was a score chapter near me. Score chapters are all over and they're great. They're, they're a great way for you to get free advice and free help. And there's these experienced seasoned individuals that have been through it and they have an incredible resume and they really just want to help. So tapping into those, looking at like a score chapter near you. So what um, for actually do, like, I, I haven't actually been, many people have told me about them. I mean, is it meetings and networking? What, what do they actually do for you? So the score chapter that I did, because I based my company out of the state of Maryland and I found the score chapter there was held in a couple of different buildings and maybe a couple of days out of the week during certain hours, you could go there and you could sit down with your mentor and they would beforehand, they would place you with a specific mentor based off of what you were looking for and your type of business. And so you would go there and you'd sit down with them and they could give you all kinds of resources and directions and kind of just the next steps. So when it, when it feels overwhelming and you don't know where to go, they can really help direct your energies from one step to the next. And I don't know how all score chapters work. That's just how the one worked in Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. I definitely heard there's, there's variations in quality, like anything else, something else that's been um, it, it, helpful for others I've talked to is, have you ever heard of American corporate partners, ACP? I have not. They, they place you with a mentor. I think it's a little, it's, it's all types of professionals and business types, um, but they, they place you with a professional mentor in the civilian side. And then the, the mentees are, are military veterans who are actually military. 
I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes and I'll send it to you, but it's just another avenue. Um, like Lisa said, it is lonely, especially if you're a solopreneur. So surrounding yourself with groups and mentors and masterminds, um, you know, and that's one of the goals of the, the Better Known Collective is to provide a community where, where people can, can reach out and ask for opinions and feedback and hopefully, um, you know, avoid recreating the wheel. Because a lot of the stuff that, especially on the administrative side that comes along with starting a business is, is common to lots of different business types. So get in with a community that can help you um, get started without spending more time than you have to. Um, so that's a great resource, which I'll link to in, in the show notes. And I'd be curious to know, you know, as you've gotten this off the ground and you're thinking about where this is going to go next, you've hired an assistant. It sounds like you're gaining some traction and you're, you're passionate about what you're doing. Um, but you're, you're just one person. So how do you think about scaling your business when you're in this, this type of a service, which is so high touch for some of these, you know, services that you're selling? I understand you have one that's an online course, but it still requires Lisa, you know, you are the brand. So how do you think about scaling your business? Absolutely. And that's a great question. Um, and not one that you think about when you first start, but if I can, you know, if I can harp on a piece of advice for anyone who's just starting, absolutely take, take, take a moment to look into your one, five, 10 year plans. Where do you want this business to go down the road? Because some of the decisions that you make in the beginning can drastically affect how you'll be able to scale down the road. And that was one of the pieces of advice that, you know, my coach gave to me. And I'm very grateful for that because I wanted to scale. I know the business is me and my name. However, when it comes to scaling, my, you know, five and 10 year plan is to do masterminds. Um, And that's where I can have a large group of people in the same amount of time teaching the same things. To, to multiple people. So it's not just that one-on-one. Um, putting people that are like-minded, dedicated, and want to, to better themselves and to move forward and to move the needle, gathering them together in a group, and then having a mastermind, whether it's an online webinar or a retreat somewhere, or me speaking on stages um, to, you know, to, to a, a convention center. You know, it it really doesn't matter how you do it. And I'm not naive to think that just because I'm the expert that is on that topic and I'm hosting that event, I'm not naive to think that I'm also not learning. You know, there's people that I'm going to be teaching and I'm going to be leading this group of individuals towards a common goal, but I'm also learning from them as well. Um, So being able to scale, I, I think right now it's a knowledge based society. We are in a time like never before. You know, I feel like we are in a very self-aware, self-educated, knowledge-based time frame right now where we're very awakened to be becoming an expert in your field because you've lived through it. Not only because, you know, back in the day most people would say, well, what is your degree in that? Or let me see your certificate. <laughs> You know, and and nowadays it's, well, guess what? I don't need one because I lived it. You know, not to say that you don't need proper education. Of course, you know, I have my degree. Of course, I'm certified in in the things that I do. However, you know, really learning from your experience and being able to help the next person and prevent that pain that they had to go through or prevent the the obstacles. If, if, If you could build a bridge for that next person 
so that they don't have to go through all the, the, the sludge that you went through. Um, so I, I, I think in regards to scaling, that's, that's the way to go right now, especially in today's day and age with online and the way that we can reach people from all over the world. Yeah, no, I, I think that's smart to think about, like you said in the beginning, um, because when you set that foundation, you can point yourself in a direction that can be hard to change. So it's good that you're thinking about that now. I'm excited to see where this goes for you. Um, what Looking back at, on your military service, I know you're continuing to serve in the reserves, but how do you think that the military prepared you for entrepreneurship? <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, I really, I really think, you know, that's, that's, that's okay. I, I take that back. That's twofold. I think. No, your opinion is your opinion. That's, uh, there's no wrong answer to that question. There's a lot of things that we can use as a Marine, as a veteran to push us forward. Just, just putting your head down and getting it done. No excuses. Um, being disciplined, knowing that there's a goal ahead and you have to accomplish it and nothing's going to get in your way. Um, perseverance. You know, there's a thick skin. You have to be, you have to be tough. You have to be innovative and you have to have your eye on the prize and on the goal and nothing's going to stop you. So in that sense, yes, it prepared me for being an entrepreneur. On the flip side of the coin though, it's extremely difficult. And this is going to get a little bit into, you know, one of my passions about depression and, and getting out of the military and how difficult that is, but you have to be prepared for that. If you are not prepared to get out of the military and have a support system, I do not suggest getting out and becoming a solo entrepreneur, mm-hmm. solopreneurship, if that's what we call it, yeah. because that, that is, that's dangerous. You can, you have to be prepared from leaving a very structured environment where it is full of support. Anything you need is right there. You go to medical, you go to dental, you have a chow hall, you have a roof over your head. You got buddies that are surrounding you. If you don't show up to work, someone knows someone's calling you, right? You're forced to work out. You're forced. So there's, there's a structure that your whole life is used to. So going from that to now getting out of the service and becoming an entrepreneur where nobody cares if you don't wake up, nobody cares if you don't show up to work, no one's going to hold you accountable. No one's got a structure for you. So your head is kind of spinning. Where do I go? Where do I start? What do I do? And then you start to go down this rabbit hole of, well, does it even matter? Mm -hmm. Does it even matter if I run this company? Nobody's going to Nobody's going to care. I'm not going to change anyone's life. And then those doubts roll in. And then that can really become a problem. And that can really become self-sabotaging where you're starting to think, well, do I even matter? Does it matter if I wake up anymore? What am I doing here? What is my purpose in life? Um, So it's, it's very, it's, it can be a very, very difficult path and it's a very fine line. So there's so many attributes that the military teaches us that can be used to become a successful entrepreneur and businessman. But I don't think it's smart to go from that, you know, jumping, jumping from one to the other. I do think going back to one of the things we said in the beginning, taking it step by step, going into business, going into working for a business in your field that you want to start learning from other people. That way you have at least you're starting to network. 
networking is huge. Creating your family, creating roots, creating a sense of security that you once had with the military. Now creating that around the business that you want to build because it doesn't happen overnight. Yes, that's very true. And I think the community, the loss of community for me was the hardest part about the transition. And, you know, like, like you said earlier, like when you're in, you're like, geez, I can't wait to get out. Oftentimes you would have those thoughts and you get out and you're like, wait a minute, you know, everything that I, I had a system, I had a, I knew, I knew how everything worked and I know where my role is and I know I'm going to be taken care of, or I'm going to take care of these people, et cetera. And you come out and, and you realize that the, the real world doesn't operate like that. And so I, I've been so excited to find uh, organizations of veterans, you know, like the Veteran Collective and like lots of other groups. There's so many groups that are trying to build that sense of community and give people a, a taste of that, which they're missing. And I, I think it just makes us better people to be around folks that have had similar circumstances and that know what you're going through. And so I, I think that the military could do, a, you know, this is a totally off topic, but they could do a much better job preparing folks for transition. But I've been super pumped to find out the veteran communities out here. And like, it, it caught me when I came out. I didn't know it was there, but it caught me. And, and you know, people like you and, and uh, are, are, are doing the same thing for other folks that are coming out. And so that's like a great way that we can pay back for the people that have helped us make that transition. So I, I would love to ask if you have one or two pieces of advice uh, that you would give to someone who's considering starting a business or who's slogging it out right now and like maybe needs a little bit of inspiration? Yeah, I would say get clear on your purpose. So really niching down. And, and I think that when everyone starts, they want to help the masses. They want to help the world. Well, you, you can't do that if you don't know to whom you're exactly speaking. So really get clear on your purpose. And when you think you're clear on it, set it aside and come back to it and get even more clear. It's like you want to take the layers away. So niching down very specifically. And if, if, if I'm talking to new entrepreneurs, you might not even know what the term niche means because, because I didn't. But for example, myself, well, I'm, I'm a personal trainer and a nutritionist. So I want to help everybody get in shape. Well, not everybody wants to get in shape and the people that do, there's a lot of different people. So niching down from everyone who wants to get in shape to, okay, I'm, I'm now no longer going to take bodybuilding clients. I'm going to take just weight loss clients, or I'm going to take just weight loss clients that are women, or I'm going to take just weight loss clients that are women who've already tried it for a year and aren't getting results. Now that's not my specific niche. I'm just using that as an example really getting clear on what your purpose is and who your ideal client is. Because when you can niche down small, you know, keep going smaller and smaller. Now, you know, exactly who you're talking to. You can speak exactly to their pain points. You can speak exactly to their, their fears, their doubts, their worries, and let them know that, wow, this, this person knows what they're talking about. So on the other side, of your campaign or your ad or your business card or what, whatever it is that you're, you're doing, the person that's reading it is going to say, holy cow, did they write this for me? They kind of look over their shoulder. Wow. And now you're really hitting those, you're really hitting home and you're able to make a greater impact when you find out exactly who you're talking to. And then again, like just finding passion in the purpose, you know, what it is that you're doing and why are you doing it? And oftentimes that has that is connected to a, a personal story. We're all usually our own ideal client. 
we're all usually looking to fill a void or to fix something or to serve people the way that we wish we would have been served or somebody that would have been there and done it for us so that we didn't have to go through all that pain. So kind of turning your mess into a message. And then I'd I'd say, you know, don't give up. It's going to feel like you're at the, the five yard line for a long time, but trust me, there, there is there's usually a breakthrough on the other side of that. You know, you're going to have ups and downs. So being able to, to ride that roller coaster. Um, and then I, I think I'd say lastly, for me, I felt like everything had to be perfect. I had to make sure everything was perfect. I would spend hours on a landing page, days on a website, et cetera, et cetera. And there. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't have to just do it. Just do it. Just put it out there and then adjust as you go. Just do it. <laughs> I think that is a really great note to end on. I, I definitely analysis paralysis and, and trying to make everything perfect can really cause delays. And then, like you said, at the end, it doesn't matter. Like you've, no one's going to look at it as closely as you do. And it, you know, the 80% solution is probably going to get it done just fine. And it's going to allow you to keep, keep moving forward. Listen, I, at least I, I really appreciate your time. Can you please tell everyone how to get a hold of you if they'd like to, to follow up with you? Absolutely. I, um, I can be reached on Facebook or Instagram just by typing in Lisa Bodenberg. My company, company is Liberty Fitness, so you can go to libertybellfitness.com. But like I say to everyone, I'm real. Um, I'm a person and I'm here to serve you. So just reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram, or if you want to send me an email, lisa.bodenberg at gmail.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for, for coming on with us. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it, Katie. That's our show for today. For the show notes and a list of resources mentioned during this podcast, head over to veteranownedcollective.com backslash podcast. Tune in next week for our conversation with Marine Corps veteran, Joey Mac Dixon, founder and owner of the Mobile Cigar Lounge. And if you're a veteran business owner or supporter of veteran businesses, make sure to check us out at veteranowncollective.com.